you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and welcome to episode 240 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are going over some prop bets. Why not have some fun before things get serious? Um, in the first two segments, I'm going over some A's prop bets and well, all of the A's prop bets on Bet Online. And in the third segment, I'm going to tackle some fun ones from across the league. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. Tomorrow, we are doing... My bold predictions for the season. You guys have also sent me in a whole bunch of bold predictions, so I'll be reading those on the show for tomorrow's episode. If you still have some, I'm, I haven't recorded it yet, so if you, you have a bold prediction, send them on over to us at LockedOnA's on Twitter uh, or Instagram if you feel like it. Um, I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And so with that, let's get into some fun before we get into the actual season, which starts on Thursday, we're a day away, folks. All right, so first off, over at Bet Online, they got Chris Bassett with the over under on 10 wins. Uh, basically, over and under on all of these is minus 115. So I'm just going to not say that anymore. It's minus 115 is the, uh, the betting line on all of these. So uh, do with that what you will, I guess. All right, so Chris Bassett, over under 10 wins. I'm taking the over on this one. Because even if he regresses a decent amount from his ERA in the low twos last year, then he's still a really good pitcher and he can keep the game close. 10 wins is not a huge number. And with the AOS being fairly weak this season, I think that Bassett should get somewhere around 13 to 15 wins. I think that is a more accurate representation of Chris Bassett in 2021. Uh, I'm rolling through these because there are like 20 of these. So uh, next up, we got Elvis Andrews batting average over under 258. Again, minus 115. That's the last time I'm saying that. Is he going to hit above or below 258? And I think that I'm taking the over on this one because Andrews is a career 274 hitter. And I know that you're thinking that he's completely fallen off and there's no way that he'll be hitting 274. But 274 isn't the goal here. It's just 258, which he's beaten in all but three of his big league seasons. He's been in the league 12 years and he's done it all but three times. So I don't think that 258 is a super high bar for him. And last year he hit 194, but he hit 275 in 2019 and 256 in 2018. And my reasoning for the over here is that if he ends up struggling at the plate, but he's still healthy, basically, is, is he going to be healthy? Because if he is healthy, then I think that he, they're going to treat him a lot like they have Chris Davis over the last couple of years, where Bob Melvin puts him in the best places to succeed. And that's my reasoning for taking the over here. I'm a little bit optimistic, obviously, uh, but I think that he can hit above 258. He doesn't need to hit much above that to be you know, good for the A's by any means, but I think that he's going to be better than that because they, they got him for a couple more years. They're going to need to take care of him where they can and uh, put him in those good positions to have success at the plate with the A's because uh, they, they got him for another year after this too. So I think that Andrews will either flat out beat it or have some help avoiding the tougher pitchers in baseball if it comes to it. Hence, 
he will bat over 258 in 2021. Uh, Frankie Montas over under 147 and a half strikeouts. I'm going under on this one because one of the prerequisites for getting to 148 strikeouts has to be throwing over 100 innings, and that is something that Montas has not done in his career to this point. Montas had a career-high strikeout per nine last season of 10.2 strikeouts per nine. That's a pretty decent rate for a starting pitcher, especially one that the A's generally have. So, And if my math is correct, he'd have to toss around 130 innings to reach 148 and get that over. So I think that it's a stretch, but I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I just don't know that he's going to be hitting 130 innings pitched in the regular season this year. So uh, I'm, I'm taking the under. I am, I hope that I'm wrong because he has some stuff and he could be very, very good if they, uh, if they let him go. Frankie Montas over under nine and a half wins. And this one is tough because his career high and starts is 16. And that came in 2019 when he got suspended. Um, he could have pitched the entire season because he didn't get hurt. And then last year was a shortened season, so he didn't have the opportunity. Um, he also finished with nine wins in that season when he only got 16 starts. So the question here is, do you think that Montas will get enough starts in 2021? And do you think the A's are a good enough team? I'm hopeful on both. So I'm going to say that Frankie Montas finishes with above nine and a half wins. I like Frankie Montas this year. I don't know if he's going to get the innings, but I think that he can get the wins. So uh, logic doesn't make sense. I know. Uh, I'm trying to be realistic and optimistic at the same time. So it's a lot of fun for me. Uh, Jesus Luzardo over under 10 wins. Well, uh, Luzardo's about to go win a Cy Young Award. So I'm going to take the over on that one next. <laughs> Mark Canna over under 72 and a half runs batted in. And this one currently depends on how good you think the A's bottom of the lineup is, since Canna's probably going to be batting leadoff. And by probably, I mean he's going to be batting leadoff. Uh, if we're talking runs, I'd go over, but RBI is a little bit more tricky. He'll provide 20 to 25 home runs if he stays healthy for the entire season. So that helps him to get some of the RBI. But the reason that he's at the top of the order is because he can get on base. And the reason his on base percentage is so high is because he walks a ton, like 15% a ton last season. That... That, that's a really impressive walk rate, if you ask me. Uh, by comparison, Ricky Henderson, the greatest leadoff man in the history of baseball, topped 73 runs batted in once. He drove in 74 runs in 1986, and he scored 130 runs. So uh, the great Ricky Henderson didn't do it. I'm not sure that Mark Canna is going to be doing it. And because of that, I think that I've got to take the under on Mark Canna driving in 73, but he could definitely come close to 100 runs scored. So I think that it's more opportunity as opposed to the player on this one. Anyways, I got some more over-unders coming up for you guys. I got Matt Chapman, Matt Olson coming right up for you guys. So stay locked in with Locked On is, and I will be right back. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Now it's time to find out which bar is the best because it is time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, it says versus the winner of March 29th. I looked at who faced off on March 29th, and it was Coconut Brownie Chunk against Caramel Brownie. I'm saying that it was Coconut Brownie Chunk and going against Mint Brownie. That is today's matchup, you guys. And uh, you got Brownie against Brownie. Do you, do you want coconut? Do you want mint? Tough decision. It 
plagues me every single day of my life. I'm going, I'm going coconut brownie chunk because that thing is the most delicious protein bar that I've ever had. Uh, and that is not a lie. That is not written down. That, that thing is delicious. Go try it. Um, and if you don't believe me, all you got to do is go to builtbar.com, use the code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. And if you want to vote for your own, you can also go to builtbar.com, place your own Built Bar Madness votes and all that stuff. Or you can follow them over at Twitter at bar underscore built. Vote for yourself. Don't listen to me. Vote for yourself. But really, try that. Try the uh, the coconut brownie because it is delicious. So go to builtbar.com. Use code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in the world. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. If you do, please, we are trying to get into the number into the top 20 of the baseball podcasts in America. We've done Finland. We've we've conquered Finland. We've conquered Australia. We've conquered Russia somehow. Uh, we want to get into just the top 20 of America. I know that John Boy has like 15 podcasts up there. We are not going to compete with him, <laughs> but I would like to get into the top 20. So I, th- I think that that's a reasonable goal. And I think that we need uh, ratings and reviews to get there. So help us out if you can. Also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Twitter and in the locker room app. We're going live on the locker room app on Friday at seven, watching the first few innings of the baseball game together with friends. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so make sure to tune in for that. And uh, if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. But let's keep it going. Let's talk about Matt Chapman. And Bet Online has his over under here at 33 and a half home runs. And this one comes down for me to match at himself. If he plays in 150 games, then he should be able to reach this milestone fairly easily given his home run rates of years past. Last year, he clubbed a home run every 15 plate appearances, and even if that rate goes down to like one every 17 or so, 34 home runs could be reached in 600 plate appearances or roughly 150 games. And Chappie's looking healthy to heading into the season, but even a two-week absence could cause him to miss the mark here, so I'm going to take the under for that reason. I think that he could easily hit it, uh, hit 34 home runs if he stays healthy, but if he lands on the IL for any amount of time, then that basically sinks his chances. Uh, so he definitely has the potential to do it. I'm taking the under. I'm sorry, Matt Chapman. Please come on the podcast. <laughs> All right. The next one they got is Matt Chapman over or under 90 and a half runs batted in. Um, so I did some digging on this one. And since the year 2000, 21 Oakland A's have driven in 91 or more runs. Matt Chapman himself drove in 91 in 2019. Uh, one big difference between this year's squad and 2019 is that Marcus Simeon was setting the table very nicely for the rest of the offense that season, leading to his third place finish in the AL MVP voting. Therefore, I'm going to take the under on this one too. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, I think that I'll also be hitting behind Matt Olson, uh, you know, for the most part this season. And that does not help when, uh, you know, Matty Olson is going to be crushing dingers all season. It kind of wipes away the RBI opportunities on enough cases, you know, at least that I don't know that uh, Matt Chapman, even if he goes back to back with him, he's run, he's driving in one and not, you know, two or three. So 
I think that I'm taking the under on that one. Uh, again, hopefully I'm wrong. Moving on, we got Matt Olson over under 37 home runs, and I'm going way over on this one. I am fully on board the Matt Olson train right now uh, at his spring rate, which is completely uh, unsustainable. <laughs> But I want to mention it anyway for fun. He was hitting a home run every 7.8 plate appearances. That includes walks, hit by everything. That includes not at bats, plate appearances. So at that rate, he'd have 37 home runs after 290 plate appearances or 72 games. So he could do this by the all-star break, you guys. So Mark Olson down for way over this one, like 45, 50. I don't be, get crazy with your home run predictions on this one. Matt Olson's going over 37. He laughs at your 30. 37. He won me over this spring, and I'm taking his numbers for real. Ole's about to have a monster season, and uh, we're getting into a lot of those. A lot of the bold predictions that you guys have sent in have been Matt Olson crushing dingers or Matt Olson MVP related. So uh, keep sending those in. I, I enjoy reading them, and then I will read them on the podcast. So that's how that works. But moving on, we got Matt Olson over under 98 runs batted in, and this one is less about Olson and more about the offense for me. He could hit 97 home runs, which would be one fewer than he needs. But if nobody is on base in front of him, then he'd still fall short. So that said, if Canna's getting on base like he has been the last two seasons, he's had on base percentages of 396 in 2019 and 387 in 2020. So he's getting on base enough. And as far as the second spot in the lineup goes, they have options with Jed Lowry or Kai Tom or Ramon Laureano, whoever's hitting the crap out of the ball at the moment, they have three guys right there that I would feel comfortable putting into the second, the two hole in the lineup. Uh, it's really setting the table very nicely for Matt Olson, especially if he's crushing, you know, a thousand home runs, which would easily get him over that 98 uh, RBI that he needs. But beside the point, I exaggerated. <laughs> so Olson should get plenty of opportunities to drive in runs. And what sealed the deal for me on taking the over was his 91 RBI season in 2019 when he missed a month with a broken hamate bone. So he only played 127 games that season, drove in 91. And so if he can just add a couple of more RBI in a full season, uh, then I think that he's going to be just fine. He's going to be tearing this league apart. And I, I, could definitely see him getting up to like 115, 120, which I don't usually project, but uh, he had such a hot spring. I think that he's going to have a monster, monster season. Watch out below. <laughs> All right, moving on to Mike Fires here. We got over under seven and a half wins. I'm taking the under, and I'm not sure what my reasoning is other than he's starting the year on the IL. Uh, because he's had eight or win, eight or more wins in each of the last four full seasons, and he had six wins last year in you know just a few starts because the shortened season. So I don't know why I'm taking it, except for he's starting the season on the IL, and he could miss you know a couple of starts, but that's not you know hugely impactful for the entire season. Uh, it gut feel I'm gonna go with. I think that uh, if he's struggling, maybe you know he has to find another role on the team that presents less opportunities. Uh, the A's have shown that they got three other options that could take his job really quickly, and he's not making a ton of money. So maybe if he's not, if he doesn't have it at the beginning, they could feasibly DFA him. Uh, I don't know that they do that just because, you know, Mike Fires has been nice and whatnot, and that would be unceremonious, but it could become an option if Dalton Jeffries or Cole Irvin or AJ Puck is lighting it up. So, uh, or maybe they go to a six-man rotation, which again, fewer opportunities for Mike Fires to gather up wins. So uh, these are, that, that's how I'm going to justify taking the under on seven and a half for Mike Fires. 
Moving on, we got Mitch Moreland at over under 21 and a half wins. Uh, this is a playing time question for me, not a can he do it question. Uh, in four seasons since 2013, in which he's accumulated 500 plate appearances, he's had at least 22 home runs. So he can do it if he's getting the playing time. So how often will he be facing left-handers is the big question. And that's going to depend on how the A's want to use the DH position with a lefty on the mound. Are they going to be just putting Jed Lowry over there because he's a switch hitter? He can give them a nice right-handed option, or he could switch back over to the left side if need be, and then just put Chad Pender over at second base, get him some playing time that way? Could be. There are some tricky variables here, but I think that Mitch Moreland at some point goes on a tear, and he hits 24 on the season. Uh, I don't have reasons other than gut on this one. Uh, maybe it's, you know, shiny new player. And I think that everybody that comes to Oakland is going to have the best season of their life because it happens a lot. Uh, so maybe that's what it is. I'm, I'm taking the over on that one. No real justification for it. Uh, we got Mitch Moreland again coming in uh, 63 and a half runs batted in over under on that one. Uh, it feels like a low number, but again, tricky variables. Uh, if I'm putting a lineup together, I bunch Olsen, Chapman, and Moreland together because you go left, right, left. So that's how I construct the lineup each and every day because I like those three guys together. You got the power guys back to back to back. And if that's the case, then Moreland is the third man in that trio, and that would present him with fewer opportunities to drive in runs. I'm going to peg him for 70. Uh, again, gut feel, shiny new toy. Uh, I think that he's going to have his opportunities somehow. Maybe they move him down in the lineup to like sixth or seventh or something like that, and he starts driving in runs that way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 70 on for Mitch Moreland. Take the over. Moving on to the laser Ramon Laureano. They got him over under 22 home runs. Um, basically, is Laureano going to break out this season? He has the tools to do so. And if he did, that would be a huge boost to the ace chances in 2021. He hit 24 in 123 games in 2019. So I'm taking the over on this one, even if he lands on the IL for like a month. I think that he has the tools to do it. So I'm taking over 22 home runs for Ramon Laureano. They also got Ramon Laureano over under 73 runs batted in. Uh, even with those home runs, I'm taking the under on this one because of his lineup positioning. I think that he'll either uh, end up hitting second in the lineup when he's hot or eighth or ninth when he's not. And if he's not, then he's not going to be driving in the runs that are, you know, ahead of him. And if he's hitting second, then he's going to be getting driven in, not driving in, you know, Mark Canna could get on base a whole bunch, but I don't know that he's going to be scoring them from first or maybe second. We'll see. Uh, either way, not a ton of RBI opportunities for him. So I'm taking the under on 73 runs batted in, but I'm taking the over on his home run total. We got Sean Manaya over under nine and a half wins. I feel like Sean Manaya could get four wins pitching against the Rangers this season by himself. So uh, there's four. So can he get six more in all of his other starts combined? Absolutely. Uh, I... I'm a little wary of pitcher usage this season, but I also think that 10 wins is low enough that it could still be attainable or should still be attainable at least. So even with something like 23 starts, I think that he could easily get that 10 wins that he needs to hit the over on this one. And then finally, we got Trevor Rosenthal closing things out because that's what he's that's what his line's about here. Uh, 29 and a half wins over under on that one. And I have gone back and forth on this one. Uh, I wrote my answer down. I legitimately don't remember what I wrote because I've been going back and forth so much. So let's read it off together. Uh, I think that Rosenthal's 2020 stats are closer to what we'll see in this season coming up uh, rather than his 2019 stats. He was good in 2020, sucked in 2019. That's basically what you need to know on that one. But there is still a 
a possibility that he will not be as good as he was a year ago, or that the A's deployed Jake Diekman to vulture some saves in certain situations. You know, you got a couple of tough lefties coming up in the ninth inning. So for those reasons, uh, I think that I'm going to take the under on this one. And for what it's worth, Liam Hendricks' over-under is set at 32.5. So just uh, just a couple more saves for Liam Hendricks, who has been one of the best relievers in baseball. So if you're a little bit concerned about Trevor Rosenthal or, you know, the A's bullpen in general, uh, take a look at that. And not a big drop-off. Obviously, they're not going to project, you know, 40, but... uh, I was looking over the Yankees ones, and Aroldis Chapman got 35 and a half, and I think take the under on that one. He's hurt a lot. Um, so, yeah, Liam Hendricks is definitely a better bet to hit the over on that one uh, uh, compared to Aroldis Chapman. But I think that Trevor Rosenthal could hit the over. I'm taking the under just because. So uh, another tidbit to consider is whether the A's will be too good to have close games that are worthy of a save, um, that would necessitate a save. So uh, I think that because the A's are too good of a team, he hits the under on that one too. There's too many variables, you guys. So I'm taking the under on that one. Uh, I got some more fun ones coming up for you guys from across the league. So stay locked in with Locked On Is, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Football's over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. I'm doing an entire episode on prop bets that they're offering you guys right now, so if you want to go over or under on any of the things that I've mentioned already or the things that are coming up, go to betonline.ag. They got a promo code that I'll give you here in a minute, but they also have awards TV shows and reality TV that you can place bets on. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. All you got to do, head over to their website at betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to do the same thing, and you sign up today and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Uh, that wasn't musical, but I tried. <laughs> Anyways, that is why everybody is saying that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On MLB Division Preview Series continues on Locked On MLB today. Every episode from now until the 31st, which is today. So they're wrapping up today. They're doing the NLS today. So if you're intrigued by any team in baseball, you can go to the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now and uh, pick your favorite. Do you want to hear about the Blue Jays? You want to hear about the Giants? You want to hear about the Phillies? They're all there in that podcast feed right now as you're listening to this. Uh, And if if you like it, Feel free to follow the podcast too, uh, on either on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's Locked On MLB, hosted by your pal Sully. He's a good guy. Every now and then I go on the show and uh, we talk about the A's and history and whatnot. It's a good time. Sully's a good dude. Follow the podcast wherever you like podcasts, especially on the Odyssey app. That's a brand new app. Uh, it it looks fancy, and I'm very excited to try it out. Anyways, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to follow us wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if you please. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am the by Jason B on Twitter and the Locker Room app, which we're going live on on Friday at 7. So uh, download the app, follow me, and get excited about talking baseball live. Also, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So with all that, let's head into the last part of our prop bets episode here. Uh, Bet Online has player prop bets on each and every team. I went through all of their A's prop bets in the first two segments here. Uh, so let's look at some other teams of interest, starting with the Astros. They have odds on Jordan Alvarez. 
Alvarez batting over or under 279, hitting over or under 33 home runs, and driving in over or under 96.5 runs. Um, I'm taking the under on all of these. I think that he's a good player, but I also do not trust his knees whatsoever. And even if he's healthy, I do believe that knees are an important part of hitting the baseball. I think that you need those, and they need to be healthy. So because of that, I'm taking under on Jordan Alvarez across the board. Uh, Do I want him to succeed? I mean, on a human level, yes. But as a fan of the A's and him being in the Houston Astros system, uh, no, not at all. But... (laughs) Good luck, Jordan. Uh, ho- hope you have a great season, just not against the A's, and hopefully you don't make the playoffs. Um, moving on to Seattle, though, they have the over-under on Kyle Lewis's home run total at 22 and a half. And since I have him in a bunch of fantasy baseball leagues, I've traded him for him in a couple, drafted him in another couple. I am taking the over on the 22 and a half, which seems really low. Uh, in roughly 310 big league plate appearances, Lewis has 17 home runs already. So really, this question is, is he going to get hurt? Is he going to have enough playing time? Uh, Is he going to miss half the season? I I hope not. But uh, even if he does, he has a shot (laughs) with his current rates. Uh, Also, have pitchers started to figure him out because he struggled a little bit in the second month of the two-month season last year. So uh, how much of that is going to be in play? I think that 22 and a half is fairly low for the power that he has shown. So I'm taking the over on this one. I think that he's going to hit over 30 if he stays healthy. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the over. Kyle Lewis, big fan. I know that this is an A's podcast. I do enjoy uh, whatever the hell the Mariners are doing right now. And uh, I'm excited to watch them not necessarily win, but I, I like a lot of the things that they got going on right now. Uh, go A's. <laughs> Anyways, moving over to the Bronx, they're asking if Corey Kluber will win over or under 10 games this season or a half a game more than Sean Manaya. Injuries definitely play a role in this prop bet, but Manaya has never been the pillar of staying healthy either. No offense, Sean. Um, I don't have an opinion on the over-under. I just wanted to point out that Sean Manaya is now just as good as two-time American League Cy Young winner Corey Kluber. Should we start calling Sean Manaya the Sean Bot? Something Bot? I feel like he needs a bot in his name now. The Manaya Bot. Ooh. No, I still like Maniacal. Anyways, uh... <laughs> I just thought that one was a fun one. Uh, A couple weeks back when I had Bryce Patterson, the host of Locked On Rangers on the podcast, we stumbled into renaming the Rangers the Yeehaw Sad Boys. Uh, So if you didn't listen to that one, uh, that was the highlight of that episode for me because I had a lot of fun with that. Um, And Ben Online tends to agree with the assessment that the Rangers will be the Yeehaw Sad Boys because they have a line for Dane Dunning, uh, who was acquired in... In exchange for Lance Lynn, you know, their ace from last season, their shining pillar of hope from last season, they trade him away to the White Sox. They got Dane Dunning and, you know, a couple of other little pieces. And Dane Dunning's over-under win total is 6.5. Ouch. That hurts so bad. So I hope for Bryce's mental health that he goes over, even if one or two of those come against the A's. I... I, I wish for the best for Bryce. So I hope that Dane Dunning gets like seven wins and, you know, 12 losses or something like that. Um, anyways, last but not least, old friend Tommy LaStella, now of the Giants, has a completely real and not made up in any way whatsoever over under on strikeouts this season. And Bet Online has that set at one, and I'm taking the under. Um, so that is all that I got for you guys today. 
Tomorrow I'm releasing my bold predictions and also tomorrow there's going to be baseball on TV all day long. We're going to have you covered all season long, so make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing them and leave us a rating and a review. Check us out on social media, Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Feel free to send us any questions to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So until opening day, stand indoors and celebrate good times, A's fans. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.